Welcome to season two of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina and I'm so excited to have you guys join me every week to hear about the freedom stories that God has created through the lives of these individuals. You will find something in each of these stories to glean from to help you in your walk with God or to even begin your walk with God. So let's go. Let's do this. Take a listen and share with your people. Hey guys, before we get started on this podcast episode, I wanted to let you know that we now have a sponsor. Yes, Krista Crookston from One Blessed Mama Designs, who also was on episode three of this podcast. She has agreed to partner. You guys, I am so excited because Krista has been such a great support to not only this ministry, but also to me as a woman and as a friend. I just love her so much. And what she does is she creates such beautiful items for people, including bracelets and earrings. And she also does personalized invitations and personalized cards, which are so beautiful. I have actually had her create some things for me recently, and I have gotten raving reviews on those items. She is so great. So head over to my website, www.anchoredbythesword.org. Click under the shop link, and you'll see the button for her. One Blessed Mama Designs. Also, head over and follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Let's give her some likes, give her some love, and let her know how much we appreciate her because I'm so excited to start this partnership with her. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. My name is Gina and I'm here with Rachel Grohl and she is the founder of She Hears, an online ministry. And I'd like her to go ahead and give her an introduction about herself. So Rachel, thank you for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, I have been a pastor and a missionary and an author for a long time. I've done Mm -hmm. everything from life coaching to counseling to local church ministry to global ministry. Uh, I have just a heart for discipleship and evangelism and pointing people to Christ. That's awesome. How did you get into all of that? You know, I was 15 years old when I was saved at um, a a youth conference, and I really felt the call to full-time ministry right at the same time as salvation. It happened very, pretty much simultaneously for me, and I went into, initially into children's ministry, and I owned a daycare for a long time, Mm -hmm. and it was actually pretty interesting. When um, I was getting ready to go on my very first missions trip, I really felt the Holy Spirit really clearly telling me that I needed to close the daycare. And I had a staff of 12 at the time. I had um, 60 kids. We live in a small town. So, I mean, that was a a lot for me at the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what that meant. I had a mortgage, all those kinds of things, but in obedience, I did it. I took that step of faith and I listened to God, even though I didn't, I was scared out of my mind. And, Uh um, the very next day, our pastor came to us at a, it was actually a 4th of July picnic. And he said, Hey, um, can you guys come over for dinner? And we just thought we were going over for dinner. And when we got there, he said, you know, I don't know how to even say this. Cause I know you have the daycare, but I really feel led to ask you to come on to staff. 
uh, full-time wow. at the church. And my husband and I just looked at each other because it was such a clear example of God asking for obedience before he showed the plan. And thankfully huh. he knows I'm super impatient and, <laughs> and he showed me the plan quickly. So since then, um, I went back to my original degree was in education, but I went back to seminary and have just had a heart for really discipling people, evangelism, uh, missions, both local and foreign. And it's really just been an overflow of, um, just my deep desire to, to know God and to make him known. That is awesome especially that he showed himself so quickly on that. Oh, I'm so thankful. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of different facets to your story. So um, let's talk about your freedom story. You know, I think I, I probably have about four or five freedom stories through the course <laughs> of my life. Yeah. Um, I think the most recent one is... I was doing a very public ministry for the last 10 years. I, before the pandemic hit, um, I had started a outreach organization where we were going into the local housing projects and ministering to children that just were, you know, really in desperate situations. And I, my first book, I ended up writing about that experience. I wrote curriculum and was speaking at conferences and just doing a lot of very, very public ministry. And I think the hard thing that was hard to recognize in that season was that I, I lost track of who God was because of everything that I was doing for mm -hmm. him. And I had this perpetual season uh, of about 10 years of very, very public ministry that was just exhausting to the point where I would say the mantra of every moment matters. And while I still believe that every moment matters, what I used to believe was that I had to fight my own laziness and I could not rest and every single moment of the day mattered because there was an eternal impact attached to it. And what that did is it ran me into the ground. It ran me into a space of just never feeling like I could measure up if I, I have three kids. So if I was at home, I felt like I wasn't doing enough at work. And if I was at work, I felt like I wasn't doing enough at home. And so I was only sleeping maybe four or five hours a night. I was constantly under this stress of striving. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit that um, the Holy Spirit really got a hold of my heart and said, sit down. Mm -hmm. And that was incredibly difficult for me because I was used to being with people all the time and out in the community. And what happened during the pandemic is I, I say that it's similar to what um, I think Elijah went through in the scripture where I felt like I was just hidden, hidden. Okay. It, I called it my season of hiddenness where I was hidden kind of like in this cave of just really, um, being away from the world like all of us were really mm -hmm. but for me that had become my identity instead of having my identity in Christ my identity was wrapped up in what I was doing and mm -hmm. this constant perpetual striving and so really this this most recent uh, season of deliverance has really been learning how to rest rediscovering the concept of sabbath and what that means understanding um, the various aspects of who God is and how um, he's so gracious in the way that he is faithful and he shows himself to us. And I, I had transitioned um, shortly before the pandemic started. I had transitioned to a full-time missions role. And of course, missions also with, with lack of travel, we were grounded. I haven't been able to leave the country for almost two years now. So it'll be two years by the end of this year. And so it really was just a, a huge change for me. And 
um, I remember just like struggling with how, what that meant, because I felt like if I wasn't doing something for God, then I was not being obedient. And in all honesty, I was fighting burnout. I hadn't even realized I was fighting burnout, but it wasn't until I was able to kind of sit and listen and just experience God's hand of provision in really miraculous ways that I was able to even realize what he was saying, what he was doing. And as I had transitioned to the missions role, um, of course, I had a little bit of doubt of whether or not that was what I was supposed to be doing because shortly after that, then, you know, the world shut down. So it's been about a year since I started almost two years since I've started working for them, but about a, about a year since uh, the pandemic happened and I transitioned out of the church role uh, permanently. But uh, last month, actually, what we uh, discovered was that the founder and CEO of the organization that I work for with the missions department, they were actually responsible for bringing to Washington, D.C. the original events, the, the youth conference that I got saved at. Mm -hmm. And it was so incredible to me because I'm this East Coast kid, you know, from Erie, Pennsylvania. And these guys were from the West Coast, from Seattle. They were they were only on the East Coast to do this uh, conference in Washington, D.C. And they had only done it for a couple of years. And they stopped doing it because it was incredibly difficult bringing in almost 30,000 teenagers to, to D.C. And so in those three years that they did it, that was when God started to author my story. And mm -hmm. now I'm working for them and had no idea. I had been working for them for a long time, had no idea, but I'm starting to just see God's fingerprints of him working behind the scenes long before I even was aware of what he was doing and seeing him move me into position where exactly where he wants me. So even despite the fact that I struggled with this whole transition of, where I was at and where I'm going, I, I'm seeing his face just mm -hmm. and hearing his voice more and more clearly. And I think that really is echoed from my childhood story. I mean, I grew up as a child uh, of trauma and that's kind of what drives me to work. I, you know, I'm doing primarily orphan care in on the mission field. And then with the online ministry with She Hears, it's really to help women understand what God says about them and their identity mm -hmm. in Christ. And I think I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of us have gone through some pretty hard things in our past. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the thing I think that's been difficult for a lot of people is how do we move forward from that? And how do we really apply scripture in a way that is relevant and makes sense to our sorrow and our grief mm -hmm. and our pain and our past abuse and all of those things. And so that's really what I set out to do is just identify the places that God met me and then share that with other people. Mm -hmm. All right. So that, that was an awesome story. And I had no idea you were doing all those things behind the scenes or well up front in your community, but behind the scenes, what we see online. Yeah. 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 I just have a hard time sitting still apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And speaking of having a hard time sitting still, you just published a book, another book. Yeah. Yeah. So she hears was really birthed in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, I had had the opportunity to teach at my church on the Samaritan woman. And that was mm -hmm. just a story that had, you know, throughout my whole life, something that I had really connected with. Mm -hmm. And uh, in seminary, I had done a couple of research papers and really just felt burdened to share her story mm -hmm. with the women around me. And 
when I had contacted my publisher, my original publisher, originally, I had this idea for She Hears, which was just looking at the six women in the life of Jesus in the book of John and just how he interacts with them and, and that kind of thing. And initially the publisher said, well, you know, we're just going to sit on it. And they had been going through transition time and it just wasn't good timing. And so I continued to study. I continued to research. I continued to kind of just do it all as my own personal Bible study. And then when the pandemic hit, they reached out and said, Hey, how soon can you write this book? Wow. So it really, yeah, it was incredible. But what it ended up doing is it became just a, a real place of healing for me during the pandemic. So as I was working through the material, God was slowly, but surely healing different parts of my heart that I didn't even know that I needed to give to him. And it wasn't until I really sat down honestly to write the leader's guide I wrote the leader's guide after I wrote the the study where Mm -hmm. I thought I had dealt with a lot of these things but then as they resurfaced the Holy Spirit was really able to 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 reveal some things that I needed to continue to surrender and one of the things that I love about the book that I hope people will really not just skim over is there is a place to just journal as you were being mm-hmm. for the Lord and that was really so instrumental for my healing where I was just able to sit and listen and mm-hmm. allow him to speak words of love and forgiveness and value over me in a way where I could see it in the women in the pages of the scripture but also hear how he was speaking to me personally as well that is awesome and so at the end of this month being September Um, tell us what you want to do online. Well, we're, I I would like to host an online Bible study and there's a couple reasons for that. Um, pre pandemic, I was super busy. And even though I wanted to do Bible study every, almost every night of the week, I was out in the community or my kids were at a soccer game or whatever. And so online Bible study became just my, my way of connecting with women, um, Mm -hmm. not just my own community, but across the the faith community. So I've always had a heart for um, online connection and, and Bible study together. But then also after the, the season of pan, this pandemic that we've had, pretty much the whole world has moved online. And there's kind of two facets to that. Some people are still kind of nervous about getting together in groups. And so mm-hmm. online Bible study meets that need. But also I think we've entered into this new culture of Zoom and seeing how God can use technology to bring us together and really just unite people through through Christ on other sides of the country or even other sides of the world. And I don't want to limit it just to our local context. I would love to mm-hmm. be able to engage and uh, walk alongside women from all over the place. And so we're going to be starting an online Bible study, and that's going to be at my website, shehears.org. And we'll probably be doing stuff on Facebook as well, which is also, it's just she hears on Facebook. But I would love to have anybody join. The Bible study will be free. There will be um, videos and resources uploaded for free that co- coincide with the Bible study itself. And where can they get your book? Um, Warner Press is, is the publisher and they have a free sample on the Warner Press page. It's also available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and pretty much anywhere books are sold. Right now online, I think things are shipping pretty quickly. Um, in, in the beginning months, it was a little bit difficult, but I think by September, it's going to be pretty, pretty easy to get a hold of them. And they, I am honestly really being um, a proponent of 
people going to their local bookstore though. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't have it, they can order it within a couple of days, just because I feel like during the pandemic, the big box stores uh, really flourished and a lot of our small local bookstores and um, local businesses really struggled. And so I have been telling people, go to your local bookstore and if they don't have it, order it there just to mm-hmm. give them a little bit of support. That's really good. I really agree with that after seeing everything that we've been through. Uh, what anchor verse has kept you going even from like maybe the first verse you memorized or, you know, what's going today? It's taking you today. You know, I have a couple. Um, the, the verse that has been just a guiding verse for me throughout all of the different facets of, um, of my life is a verse from um, Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah 15, 19b. And it mm-hmm. says, if you extract the precious from the worthless, you will be my spokesman. Mm. And the reason why I love that is because as a child, I very much felt worthless in, in, you know, when you grow up in a environment where your family does not act in ways that is loving towards you, mm. it gives you this deep sense of feeling unworthy or worthless. And throughout my persistent experience with God, what he has shown me is that he calls me precious. Mm-hmm. And so whether I'm working with children or whether I'm working on the mission field or whether I'm working with women locally or online, I think that we all struggle with those feelings from time to time, those feelings of worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just some of this junk that the world throws at us, um, even when we're doing okay, the, the world has this tendency to just, you know, the enemy uses it to just drag us down. And so if I'm thinking about that in terms of what God has called me to do, to extract the precious, um, that is to go into somebody's life and say, you know what, you're not what this world says you are. God calls you loved. God calls you precious daughter, um, you know, and remind people of their identity of who they are in Christ. Then, then that op- op- offers up this opportunity to really be a spokesman for who God is and who he wants to be in our lives. And that's really, I think the undercurrent of the book is my publisher would probably not like it that I said this, but if I could give them all away for free, I would, um, <laughs> because my heart really, it, it wasn't to write a book. My heart was to share this information in a way that I can show somebody how valuable it was for me in changing my perspective and understanding who Christ says I am and how can I get that information into their hearts and how can I help them learn it? And so really that as far as being a spokesman or an author or podcasting or any of those things, the heart behind that is really pointing people back to Christ. That's a beautiful verse. So where can everybody find you? Um, every, I'm pretty much she hears on all the, all the things. So um, my <laughs> website is shehears.org on Facebook. It's the she hears Facebook page. Um, Instagram is she hears. Those are the only socials I do right now because I just can't keep up with all the other things. Maybe on Pinterest, I'm she hears, but for the most part in, uh, Instagram and Facebook is where you'll find me hanging out. That's awesome. Well, we will put all the links to that in the show notes. Is there anything else you would want to tell my listeners? One of the things I think is really primary to get is that we all go through these peaks and these valleys. Mm -hmm. And just because we are believers or we've been a believer for a long time doesn't mean that things aren't going to hit us. And I think the foundational aspect of what I tried to share in the book and what I tried to share with my ministry is that apart from him, we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so um, regardless if we're on the mountaintop or the bottom of the valley, the way that we get there or the way that we get out is, is through Christ. And so 
designing a, a Bible study that teaches women, not just the, the pages uh, that we're going through, but giving them tools to read through the scriptures on their own mm-hmm. far, far long after they're done with, with the she here study. I want women to get in the word so they can read for themselves who God says they are. That is so good. Rachel, I am so thankful for you coming on today and for what you're doing. And I'm excited to see what goes on in the future. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm so blessed and grateful that you have taken your time to listen to this episode and to allow the freedom stories of the individual to be a part of your day. So let me know what you loved about the episode by heading over to the Instagram page at Anchored by the Sword podcast or over to the Facebook page for Anchored by the Sword and let's have a conversation. Also, I would really appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this episode so that other people can find this podcast. So blessed to have you here. Have an amazing week. God bless.